Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. Of course, I have a fabulous show for you this evening. We are starting off talking to Evelyn Grisham, and she is with Mobile Marketing Consultant at Royalty Gem, but she's also an author, an educator, and a motivational speaker. And I talked with Evelyn last week. She does a couple different things. So, Evelyn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, I'm going to let you you roll with it because you wear many, many hats. But tell us how you get started uh, with with the work that you're doing. Um, I'm I'm, going to take you back just a little bit. I was younger, and I – there's several things that I wanted to do. Um, the main thing is I always wanted to work for myself. I mean, I worked in the medical field, and I took care of people for many years, but I just wanted to have my own home office and be my own boss. And not, a, you know, freedom comes to mind, <laughs> you know what I mean, not confined to four walls. And I think one time I was at work at a at a hospital, and, you know, I wanted to go on vacation, and they told me I couldn't go on vacation with my friend or go on vacation around that time. I don't want anybody to have that kind of um, hold on my life like that. And even when I got sick, you run out of, um, what do you call it, uh, money and time, so they don't pay you all the time when you get sick. It's many different things. So I just wanted to be a person that I can travel. I love to travel. And also when I was younger, I loved to write. I started writing poems. I got published in a poetry book. Um, It was about Jamaica, actually, because that's my favorite place to go. (laughs) I call it my, yeah, it's my second home. I fell in love with it when I went on vacation there, and I go back every year, or every time I can go, I go back. Um, And and then I I discovered, um, I I had designed my very own book, um, uh, it was called Brown Little Babies. We had a discussion about that. And yeah. Brown Little Babies, what I wanted to do is to, um, my whole goal with doing the children's books is to have all kinds of different ethnic groups in there. But I started with my own because I noticed there was not many books out there for our black American children. And a lot of these children's self-esteem is very low. Um, I remember years ago they had a um, test with 50 children, black children. They had a black doll and they had a white doll, and every last one of those children chose the white doll. And so 50 years later, a young lady did the test again. 50 children, white doll, black doll. Believe it or not, the children still chose the white doll. And so one of them, uh, she said to one of the little children, you know, 
you realize that you are the color of that black doll. And she said nothing. So to me, what that told me was these killed children are, you know, a lot of children don't have that support. Um, There's a lot of broken homes, um, mothers that are working hard to take care of their children by themselves, fathers that are working hard to take care of their children by themselves, you know what I mean? Um, And a lot of them live in poor neighborhoods that need a lot of self-esteem. And so when they sit in class, they don't really see too much image of themselves in a book to make them feel confident and have good self-esteem and feel beautiful. So that was my goal, to um, make an array of books of different cultures um, so they all can see themselves in a book. And my other goal was I, I, I did the second book called Sweet Sweet Caribbean. That character came to me, and it just I did a poem of her, and after I, it's so funny because when I went to school, I, I have a college degree in early childhood education. Um, I have an associate degree, and then my bachelor's degree was early childhood education administration, and I did my master's in uh, education specializing in child development. So uh, in, the, in my associate time, the um, coordinator of the whole program, Early Childhood, she took over a class and she told us we had to write our own picture book because I was, you know, I wanted, I wanted to work with the, the little ones, the preschoolers. And I remember I wrote this picture book and I had a friend <laughs> make a drawing of this picture book. I mean, the drawing wasn't that great, but I got up, I read the picture book, the whole class, like 28 people in it, and she was sitting in there. They were floored. They were like, um, do you have this thing published? And I'm looking at them, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I, you don't always think that you have talent. But let me tell anybody that's out there, every last one of us have a gift. Absolutely. We have something to offer the world. And a lot of times we are not told that we are beautiful, that we we can offer something to the world, but you can. And the first thing you're going to say, and you, you know, you don't believe it, is me, I wrote this, and you're telling me I should get it published? Wow. I didn't think it was all that. Because that's how we gear ourselves to think that, you know, what we do is not all that. But you really don't know how that can touch somebody's heart. You really don't know how much power you have that God has given you, you know what I mean? So they was, the coordinator would look at me, she said, you really need to get that published. So I was on disability, and I took my little bit of money, and I worked hard with a, with, and, and finished the poem off, cleaned it up, and then went and hired somebody to do um, the, the, the pictures and things like that. And I've gotten nothing but great reception for it. Anybody want to know the book is that it's it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Halo Publishing, H A L O. It's called Sweet Sweet Caribbean. Um, the other one is at Exclibris. I hope I'm saying that right. That's called Brown Little Babies. But uh, and what I did with Sweet Sweet Caribbean is I put a a uh, activity in the back of the book for the kids to do, and I also put a recipe back there. My idea for that was to get, uh, it's for two things, one for the daycare centers so that the class, the whole class can read the book, 
ask questions, okay, but you can also do some type of activity with them and give them a snack. But the other thing that I wanted to do it for is the parents themselves, whether it's the father or the mother, you know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that they have bonding time with each other. What a great way to bond with your child to sit down and read, ask her questions about the story, you know, because it's important to get the child to be engaged and think and comprehend things. At the same time, you sit there and you do an activity with your child. And then there's more time after the activity, y'all can make a wonderful snack, laugh, joke, and hug. I just wanted to bring parents and children together. That was my whole thought. So with Caribbean, I also wanted to do a doll. So I am going to be working on that. I want her to be like Dora the Explorer. You know what I mean? You see her on TV. You you, you see her in books. You, you see her on the backpack. You see her, you know what I mean? That's what I wanted to do with her. So um, I can't wait. She's going to be a series. She's going to be um, other books coming out. And she has a character in there. She has a best friend named Paul. And she also has a little doggy, which is a representation of my dog. He was called Snowball. Um, he died at 16 and a half. He had disc dysplasia. So it was my way to put him in the book to me- for memory. But we call the dog Snowbell. And in the story, the dog is dressed all up in a tutu and a crown and, you know, <laughs> diamond-studded neck and uh, a dog chain and everything. It's kind of cute. So um, I, if anybody has a young person, um, you know, from six on down, this is a great book for them. Uh, and it's a great book for parents to, to engage with their children. Um, so I did that. And the other thing I do, Royalty Gem. The Royalty Gem and VIP TV are the two businesses that I do from home. And the purpose of me um, really picking them is because, number one, I'm a person that is a people-helping-people business. I love to help people one way or another. Either I'm saving you money, showing you how, you, you know, you get value out of your dollar and get bang out of your buck, and at the same time show you how to make money because the way this economy is, we need money coming from more different ways. This is the way I feel. I never ask anybody to um, stop doing what they're doing. I say you need to create a portfolio of assets, meaning you should have money coming from more than one way. So when you don't have enough money from your primary job, you you know you can have some extra money. So you could go on vacation or you could pay for that mortgage that you didn't have enough money for, or your kids need clothes, or, you know, you need more food, whatever it might be that you need. I'm pretty sure there are people out there that can make an extra $500, you know what I mean, you know, $600 and more. Who couldn't use extra money, you know? And at the same time, I love to save money. Now, Royalty Gem, what it does is two things that it does. It helps um, you make money. However, if you own your own business, and it doesn't matter whether you work from home, if you have a cafe, if you have a law firm, if you're a real estate agent, it doesn't matter what type of work you do, landscape, barbershop, salon, it really doesn't matter. What it does, Royalty Gem is a little device that goes onto your keychain. Excuse me. And um, it's small as a quarter. And what it does, it advertises your website, 
your YouTube channel, your Facebook business page, your LinkedIn channel, uh, referral key, and advertise anything that you want to advertise. Even if you're a pastor of a church, it advertises. It could say something like um, need prayer, and then you put down your website page or how you want them to contact you. It reaches the range up to, of up to 100 yards which means that's the size of a football field. That's how far you reach people. So let's say if you're at a game in a football field, anyone in that football field, you know what I mean, and you know this pretty much can, you can pretty much have three to 4,000 people in there, um, get your message on their Android phone up to 100 yards. If you're sitting in uh, Red Lobsters eating, Anybody in Red Lobsters, anybody outside can get your message. So it's a nice passive way to reach your customers and, you know, whatever message that you're trying to do or sell. And that's what Royalty Gem does. But Royalty Gem is not just, and that's, that's called a proximity beacon, but it's not just that. They have a mobile business card eliminating the paper card with all that information all in, on there, including your social medias. And all they got to do is press. When they press, they're brought to your website. They're brought to your YouTube channel. They're brought to your talk show. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, And then they have a lot more other things to help people with their business. And then at the same time, you can make money with it too, you know, as you're advertising your primary business. That's why I chose that. It helps people. VIP TV does the same thing. VIP TV saves you money on high-cost cable bills. It doesn't have any contracts like DISH or Satellite or uh, DirecTV forcing you into having to have a two-year contract. I talk to people all the time, and they're really angry that they're – I have a friend. Hers is uh, $600 and something dollars every two months, um, $300 and something dollars every month. This is how much she's paying for DirecTV, for Verizon. They locked her into a two-year contract. And when they do that, it, they can do whatever they want to do. And that's the sad part about it. And a lot of them, when they get locked into that, they don't all um, – how can I put this? They don't all have all their channels either. So some of them have all their channels, but they're paying top dollar. And some of them, they don't even get the premium channels. Premium channels are HBO, Cinemax, or any of that. They don't even have that. You know what I mean? So in all the sports channels, and they're locked into a contract. I call that bullies. I call them bullies. If you want to watch any kind of TV or movie, you got to sign my contract, and I think that's not right. And VIP TV is the first company. I have it personally myself. The one thing that I never do is tell anybody about anything that I don't try for myself. So I own my very own Royalty Gem, Proximity Beacon, and I also own um, the VIP TV. It's live streaming. All you need is a high-speed internet, and they give you over 2,000 channels for just 39 bucks. That's it. There is no fees before. There's no fees after. There's no contracts, and there's no credit check. And it and it doesn't matter how many channels they have. They, they're going to continue to add more channels and add more values and add more things to it, and you still pay $39. But what I love about VIP TV is the fact that um, you can also get it free. 
So if you know any family, any friends, any coworkers, any church members that could use the savings just like you can and they're sick and tired of their high cable bill, you get eight of those people, you don't even have to make that payment no more. It's almost like not having a cable bill. That's exactly. And if you continue to do that, you can actually make money from it. Commission, residual income, you get paid five different ways. There's five different devices that can work on at the same time. That could be your laptop, your telephone, your TV, your smart TV. They use uh, Roku TV stick, you know, the stick, Amazon Fire Stick. I mean, there's just so much to it that I just want to save people some money. <laughs> and that's the, that's what I'm doing at home, and I'm having fun. I'm having fun doing it. I know you are because when we talked about it, just like you're talking about it now, you are just so uh, energetic and enthusiastic about it. And uh, we were talking, I was looking at your bio, and you were talking about the financial struggle or uh, crushed hope or your forgotten dreams or your, you know, life, um, it's just gotten kind of tough, but you wanted to create a better life or help people create a better life. And so yes. that's what you're doing. Exactly. I opened up a YouTube channel, and it's under my name, Evelyn Gresham, but you'll know the channel because it's my, my channel art is all pink with diamonds, and it says creating a better life. And bad or good, I'm putting on there any kind of experiences that I had, any tips that I that I learned, and I'm putting all that stuff on there so that I can help other people. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want I want moms to be able to stay home with their children if they want to and, and not miss out on those milestones, you know what I mean? And I don't want the dads to work so hard that they can't even spend time with their family. And then if you're single, like I am, you know what I mean, you, you might want to travel, you know what I mean, you might want to own a home. I've, I've seen <laughs> nurses at, a nursing, uh, at nursing homes and hospitals I used to work at, they were there for long hours and they had big, beautiful homes, but they tell me I'm not home to enjoy it because the because what's happening is you're working to pay for that but you can't even enjoy the house and that's there's a problem with that <laughs> a big problem with that to be somewhere buy something buy your dream home and then you can't even be home to enjoy the dream home makes no sense so that's why I say you should have a portfolio of assets so all your money doesn't come from one source because what's happening most people you know, they live paycheck to paycheck, you know what I mean? Or they live under means. They want this high lifestyle. They go out and get it and create, you know, bills and credit card debt and all that stuff because they want it instead of finding something like what I'm doing, VIP TV or Royalty Gem, and helping other people because all you're doing is helping people. You're referring and sharing, and that's all you're doing. We do it every day. Girl, did you ever eat at Red Lobster? It's delicious. Oh, my God, you are sharing and referring people. And guess who's getting the credit for that? Red Lobsters. What you just did was advertise for them. Girl, did you go to TGI Max or, or did you go over to Macy's? They got this, that, that. And you find people will go over there just because you told them to. Word of mouth. We do it every day. That's the best. I mean, that is the best advertising that you can it is is the word of mouth and mm -hmm. it's um you, you had mentioned and, and i think we all know it's true that the economy is going 
the country is going in a complete different direction. Mm-hmm. And this is when entrepreneurship becomes really key and really clear because mm-hmm. you have to have one, one than more source uh, of things to kind of keep you going because you do want to live the fabulous life mm-hmm. enjoy it and you don't want to just get stressed out because you know you because you can't and mm-hmm. just I think us having this village and this network really helps people to connect you're kind of centered but you have other people there that are centered and they can help you along the way. Well, what I love about this business network marketing and working for the business is you're in business yourself. You're an independent business owner. But you're not, you're in business for yourself, but you're not by yourself. And that's what I love. you got a lot of support. You understand what I'm saying? And freedom to work with it. You know, your work ethic is going to be different from someone else's work ethic. So how much you put into it is what you get out of it. You know what I mean? And and that's the key to that. That's the total key to that. But the, but the whole thing is relying on that one job, and then one day they call you up and said, you're fired, or we have to lay you off. You're stuck. More and more people are working from home. But you need to find the right thing to sell. And I'm going to tell you, VIP TV, to me, is one of the top ones to sell because everybody needs cable or wants cable. You know what I mean? Everybody want to come home and watch something, whether it's a movie or sports or something, to unwind from their hard day of work. So you can't go wrong with that. And there's a lot of people that are tired, just completely tired of high bills. They either... Uh, get rid of it, or they try to find other sources. So if anybody wants to reach me they that um, want to ditch their high cable, you can reach me. If there's any businesses out there that need um, mobile marketing, because that is the way to go and you can't ignore it, your customers are on the mobile phone, on your Android phone. Think about it. How many people have an Android phone? How many people's on there all day long? Either you're talking, you're texting, you're watching YouTube channels, even movies or playing games. So people are on there all the time. That's where your customers are. People fail to realize that. If you're a real estate agent, your customers are on your their mobile phone. That's who you want to reach. Right. And so, so Evelyn, because I'm doing a show at 830, give everyone all of your contact information that way we can we can get the books, we can do your YouTube, we can reach you on LinkedIn and Twitter. So give uh, give folks your uh, information, how they can t- contact you. Well, they can call me. I, I would love to uh, talk with people. And my phone number is 856-504-4876. They can give me a call and we'll talk. If you want the, the uh, VIP TV for $39, call me. If you want royalty, Jim, call me because I'll send the information to you. I mean, we had a great chat. You're just like, you send me the email, just call me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to start talking to people. You can't keep, you know, just texting and emailing and all that stuff. People are personal, you know what I mean? And and I'm a real person. So I want people to know I'm meaning business and wanting to help you. So I have no problem giving you my phone number. Just give me a call. You need that kind of help. Great. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in tonight and sharing your. I'm gonna. You have your heart and dreams and uh, creating your better life. So, 
I am. That is my takeaway for this evening. Now, you can mm-hmm. hang on for the next show, or you and I will connect at a later date, talk to yes. live and record it. And so probably about 9 o'clock, 9.30, it'll be up. That's and- no problem. And thank you so much for having me. God bless you so much, and God bless all of you. God bless you, too, as well. So do I have Coach B.B. Brown on the line? I have, I'm looking. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good, good. Thanks for tuning in, and um, I'm excited to talk to you as well because uh, you do some fabulous work. So we are on the call now with Coach B.B. Brown, and uh, I love this. The Miss to Mr.'s Coach, Global Dating, Marriage uh, Strategist, for professional women. You're also an author and you're a podcaster, and you have your free Google Play, iTunes. So that's pretty cool, too. That's your Miss to Misters app. So, Coach Baby, welcome on the show. And I, this is really interesting for me, the kind of work that you're doing. So how did you get started into this, the Miss to Misters coach, and just kind of start from the beginning for us. <clears throat> well, thank you so much, first and foremost, for having me on your show. It is an awesome show. Um, I actually started, um, I would say, at 18, <laughs> to be honest. Um, it's obviously developed and grown and matured into what it is now, um, the Miss to Misses, the um, app that I have out on Google Play and iTunes, the book called Pray Why, What Call Where, and um, my coaching practice, um, Coach B.B. Brown. So pretty much I've always known what I wanted to be. Um, I'm one of those people on this earth that didn't have to find their purpose, my purpose actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My dad always said, so two things. My dad always said, you're always on the phone counseling somebody. You need to be a psychiatrist. And then literally my mom found a journal from high school that said, one of these days I want to be a, either a psychiatrist or a counselor. And I am, just for God. Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I know when I was looking at your bio that um, that is what you say, you are a counselor for God, that that has been your voice to help you connect with other women. And so you really are an inspiration in the work that you're doing. So tell us. How you got started? How did how did this start? Like with your so, first client, like my did... first client. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so my first client was friends. They were the friends. My first paid client came when I finally decided when the coach craze came about, maybe in like 2010, uh, 2011. Right. Um, I was working in retail, and a client came in of mine, and. Um, I was sitting there like, God, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. I just don't know how to do it. And she came in, and she's, we're just talking, and you know how God works. He'll send someone directly to you to answer your silent prayers. And she's just like, what, what else do you do? And I told her, she's just like, oh, I have a friend who's a coach. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, you haven't heard of it? Oh, my God, I'll connect you with her. And it just went from there. So my first client, client, I would say was like my high school best friend, um, my first married client, which wasn't charged, 
because um, I didn't even know I was doing it at the time, was maybe when I was 23 and she was probably 30 and she was like, I have no idea why I'm coming to you. You're not married. You're totally single, no kids, but your advice is so sound. So it, it, it moves me. It does something, and I know it's not you. She's the one who opened my eyes to it's a gift and not me. So I would say 2004, 2005-ish, I met her at another job, and she kind of sparked that flame of, okay, if it's not me, then who is it and what is it? And then I started digging. Wow, that is amazing. How did you come up with the uh, Miss to Misters? So tell us, as a coach, as a coach, when you're talking about dating and you're going through all these strategies, what are we looking for? So with the Miss and Misses, it is a I'm guiding young professional A type women who have it all planned out. They have control of their life, they have control of their job, their money, they have everything at their fingertips, but love just continuously slips through. That is my that's who is drawn to me. Um, the very strong woman, like every guy I date says I'm too strong. It's not that they're too strong. They just don't know how to channel that strength. I coach them in how to channel that strength. So the myths and misses came about where I take you by the hand from a miss and I walk you through the two and I help you into misses. And I've had at least four or five clients that I have done that with to where they were with me when they were misses and and just, you know, being kind of fun and happy-go-lucky, and then they buckled down, and we got our classes and and our sessions and our little challenges together, and because I do, I'm rooted in challenges. I'm an ex-athlete on a collegiate level, so for me, a coach challenges you. They push you. They pull out the things in you that you didn't know you had because it gets to that breaking point where I won't let you quit. I, I refuse. I, I bring you back to your why. Why did you call me? Why did you ask me for help? I'm not going to let you stop right here. So if your husband, if you're married and your husband is still not listening and you don't know how to effectively communicate with him, then I, with my married women, I push them to be like, I know right now your flesh is telling you to cuss him out, uh, go off on him, rip him a new one. But what is God in your spirit telling you to do? And they're like, fine, I don't feel like being quiet right now. I don't feel like turning the other cheek, but we don't choose when we are of God or not. And that's what I do. So for my missus in the marriage, of course, it's a little different because your sacrifice is ten times greater. But for the ladies that are not married just yet, my miss, um, I try to open your eyes. My model is two things. Your miss. I debunk the false expectations that Hollywood TV has given you about marriages, and I zone in on the real. I help you to put the role, the perspective role of your role as a wife to be in perspective, and I ask you hard questions like, are you really, really ready? Yeah, I know you want to be married. I know you're 29 and you're of God and you're, you're doing everything. You've got your job, and you're like, okay, all I need to do is check off my list, which most professional A-type women have. The last thing on my list to tick off is a husband. But are you ready to share your checkbook? Are you ready to share your mind? Are you ready to share your body when you don't feel like it? You know, all the things that they don't think about because married women don't tell them. We don't talk about that, some of us, or we isolate ourselves. So I kind of zone in on the real, on the myth. And then in the two phase, when they get engaged and they're cupping to me, now it's the couple version. It's the husband-to-be wants to. I usually get them. They usually do because they're just like, I need to see this woman because I get two types of men, men that love me 
because their wife-to-be or their wife has completely transformed in a way that they're just like, I've got to meet this woman. And they have found me when I was actually at my nine-to-five, have sought me out and came to my job and was just like, you are doing an amazing job with my wife. Thank you so much. Um, and then the singles, you know, the ones that are engaged, their they're spouse, like, I need to see if she's going to be biased. Because a lot of them are, we're kind of either ex-coworkers or friends. It's a lot of word of mouth, so um, it's a small circle. Um, but that's pretty much my Miss to Mrs. concept. I hold your hand until you get to be the Miss that you want to be, and I help you transform that false expectation that, that we just don't put out there in marriage completely. And that's, I mean, that's so true because we – We still think of Cinderella, and Mm -hmm. all this planning for your wedding and for your wedding day, and everything is just beautiful, (laughs) gorgeous, fabulous, but after that day, that's when the work really sets in, and I know that you say, you know, you've said I do, Mm -hmm. but your marriage, you know, where is it going to go? Are you doing that on purpose? Are you ready mm-hmm. to protect at, at all costs? And so I exactly. love you to say that. Yes. Um, my motto, when you say I do, um, your marriage became your purpose, and are you protecting at all costs, stems from my own personal marriage. When I got married, I've been married nine years this year, um, God said, if you give me your marriage, I'll use your marriage to save marriages. Of course, you know, as we know in part. So I was just like, sure, why not? Well, when the test came, I was just like, oh, this is what you meant. Like, oh, my God. And I'm not going to lie. Everything that I have my clients do, I do. I have done or I'm doing it to myself. So when I tell them to do something, they're like, you really want me to do that? No, I feel like a doormat. I'm like, look, I've done it, and this is the result. And when they do it, they're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that worked. I'm like, it had to work. It's God. So when we're rooted in God, and he, we've all had that long, that little voice in our head, shut up, don't say that, you're going to make it work. And what do we do? Our flesh is like, no, I'm justified. I'm right. He just did this, this, and that, and I'm going to tell him what I think. And guess what? It blows up in your face, and you're just like, this didn't go the way I was expecting it at all. That's because the small, still voice in your head told you to stop and turn the other cheek and not go that far. So my, my wife definition that I tell all my clients on day one is a wife from me in Coach BB Academy is a woman who is willing to sacrifice for her marriage and be a sacrifice for the growth of her husband. And that's a huge step. And when I tell people that, I usually hear crickets. I usually hear silence because they don't think of it like that. If you want to look at a wife role in Proverbs 31, not the adorned part of it, but the work part of it. She wakes up every morning and she gets food for her family, her husband and her kids. That's spiritual. She is seeking. She's covering. She's praying. Her husband's known at the gate because of her works, because she prays over him. She's birthing him out. That's our job. But a lot of people don't know that. And then a wise woman, two older people invested in me before I was even married. An older lady said, she's like 90, I said, what's the secret of being married? She was never fall out of love at the same time. And then the other lady said, when you say I do, 
you have to either give your marriage to Satan, which is built on lies, deception, hurt, pain, gossip, you know, the fruits of evil, or you give it to God. There's no in between. And at the time, I didn't realize it because I was single and I wasn't even worried about marriage. But now that I'm married, I'm like, there's either going to be lies in your marriage or honesty. You're either going to value friendship or you're going to not value it. It's one or the other. There's no gray. There's no black and white. I mean, there's no gray. There's no middle. It's black or white. And those are the techniques that I coach people in um, because you, I have couples that come to me and they're like, he always, she always. And I'm like, okay, first off, we don't use always. It's very simple. It's very um, elementary. But as adults, when our feelings are hurt, we retaliate. I was like, never use always because we learned in middle school that always in a true and false statement is not true. He cannot always do that because no one's perfect like that. Even on the wrong side, it's not perfect. So it's, it's kind of turning on the light bulb like, uh, okay, it's more my tone. I teach in tone. I teach in you can't say for the men. You cannot say what you think out of your mouth immediately for my guys that I do with the, the couples coaching. You can't come to you, you have an issue with your wife, you cannot come to your wife and say, hey, you do this, this, and that. You need to change it. And you're going nowhere with that real fast. She's going to put up a wall, and we're going to be defensive. I said, so create, I teach them how to create safe zones. I teach them how to do a marriage calendar. I teach them how to um, have a safe word. And all these things, they go through step-by-step step, building upon building. They're building blocks. And my thing is, if I have you longer than two years, then I'm not doing my job. I'm not one of those coaches that I, I trickle feed you. Um, no, I want you to get it and go forward. That's my mandate. My mandate on my shoulders from God in heaven is to help prevent deaths in marriage, period, the end. So I don't, I don't string you along. I give you everything you need. I have books that I recommend that I read when I was in waiting that I read now, um, and everything that I do. I pass it on to them. The challenges that I do, the month of December, me and my personal circle of friends, because accountability partners in a marriage is huge, and I've realized a lot of them don't have it. I had it when I was single, and I have it even more now when I'm married. And I noticed that my singles don't have it, and neither do my married people. And you have to have that. That is one thing I stress. If you don't have it, then we need to find two or three people that are going to hold you accountable, and that's part of my book where it's pray, why, what, call, where. Those are the five daily wife techniques that I use in my marriage to help prevent um, arguments, blowouts, um, and prevent us from speaking out of turn or in anger or in uncontrolled emotions. And my husband actually brought it to my attention. He's like, you should write a book on the things that you do because it works. And I was just like, oh, I never thought about that. So that's where the pray why what call where was birthed. Um, those are the daily techniques that I do every day. My husband's now adopted them because they're effective, and, and they're just steps that you take. Those five steps, if you go through all five and God clears you, then you go speak to your spouse. If you go through one and he doesn't clear you, you go back to that one until he clears you. And if he doesn't clear you, then you can't speak to him because that means you were at fault, and that's between you and God, not your spouse. And I can tell you, we've, like I said, we've been married nine years, and I can count on one hand how many times we've had a, a argument, argument where 
Um, we were both upset and not talking to each other. No one sleeps on the couch in my house. He doesn't. I don't. No one runs out the house. We don't slam doors. We communicate effectively by the grace of God with these techniques. And communication, you said a couple of, of key things. Of course, communication is key because you, you you see it on TV all the time or in the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't communicate. You know, they're on the couch. And uh, it's the communication, but it's also holding one another accountable. And using your techniques, you are empowering couples, especially women, to help transform themselves, to, grant, to gain uh, more insight. But can you tell us the five techniques? Yeah, definitely. So pray, um, just like a, a small snippet is you have to pray. So you immediately go and pray, like immediately. Like right now we're on the phone. If you offend me or, or my flesh rises up, I immediately go to God and I pray. And I wait for him to answer me on whatever happened. And then I, I ask why. Why to myself? Why does this bother me? Am I going through, like, am I PMSing? I mean, he's done this before. Is it just something I'm a little sensitive today? Like, it's just why? Why is it bothering me? Um, what is, what did I do? Again, it's all back to you. It leaves your spouse out because we have to take responsibility for ourselves. What did I do to prompt this? Was it my tone? Did I say something? Did I egg it on? Did I hit below the belt? Um, did I ignore him, you know, and then call is your accountability partner. I'll pick up the phone and call one of five of my girlfriends that I can, that I've had slotted. I have a girlfriend for when I need a soft answer. I have a girlfriend for when I need a more stern response. I have a girlfriend that's very prayerful. She won't say anything until after she prays. And I know which, he directs me to who to call for the answer. And then She puts the mirror in my face. I'm big on mirrors. That mirror in your face um, and the friends that I have in my circle will be like, "Uh, no, you're wrong. You can't, no, you can't do that. And you can't say that. You need to apologize. And I may not want to hear it. And she's been upset with me because I've been that. I've been upset with her. But I'm like, all right, I guess it was my fault. And then I'll, um, then where is, where is the, you know, where is God going to allow me to then come full circle with this. When can I speak to him? And then for our family, what I also coach is um, the blueprint, the marriage blueprint. And that is a technique where, and that stems from the book also. It's a technique on after those five steps, you literally give yourself, you and your husband sit down and you create your marriage statement, the vision statement for your marriage. You also create, I help you create, you know, the values of your marriage. And a lot of people, when I ask them, what are your values of marriage, you'd be surprised at what people say. They don't even, I don't know if they don't understand the question or if values is so diminished in 2018. Um, They'll say crazy stuff. And I'll be like, okay, so these are my values. My husband and I vowed and value that we will never go to bed angry. I will trust him in all things unless he's proven to not be consistent. That's value number two. Um, We value God first above one another. And then they'll be like, oh. So that also kind of changed people's perspective. So then once you do that part of the blueprint, then you ask your spouse, when you're angry with me, how long does it take you to cool down? And they'll be like, I don't know, my husband's one day. Me, I started at five days, and he's like, no, nah, that's too long. I can't take five days for you to come back and tell me, last week you did this. 
you're going to have to have three. And I'm like, okay, I have three days. This is our marriage blueprint. It's all-encompassing. I have three days to do my pray, why, what, call, where, get it right with me and God, and then bring it to him. After three days, if I don't get it right, I cannot bring it to him. It's water under the bridge. I got to get over it because I wasn't mature enough to handle my emotions or my feelings or whatever God told me. But usually once you start perfecting your blueprint and you look at your values and you're like, ah, no, I can't be mad at him because I said I'm not going to go to bed angry. Okay, God, we got to get this. It's 10 o'clock and I'm sleepy and I still don't know what I'm supposed to do. You need to send me an answer. I need confirmation now. And when you, when you have that type of relationship and the blueprint is like well-oiled like ours is, it's been almost eight years now, it just flows. So usually sometimes it'll take three days and I'll miss my mark and he'll be like, because he'll know. The other part of the blueprint is, and it takes maturity. All my clients say, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to try to strive there <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I'll say, babe, you did something earlier that offended me in the same tone, but right now I'm not ready to talk about it. And he knows what that means. I've got three days. And once I open my mouth, the clock is ticking. But I cannot mistreat him. I cannot ignore him. I cannot not cook for him, wash his clothes, and take care of my wifely duties. I still am pleasant towards him while I'm dealing with whatever he'd offended me in. That's the growth that I take people from. I do it personally, and that's where the book, the blueprint, the coaching sessions get people to. Now that is, I'm like, ooh, aha, aha, aha. That does take spiritual maturity. To <laughs> I mean, it really does. And and I guess I guess I really never thought about. You know, people are married, but I don't think I've ever heard someone say that they have a blueprint. And you mm-hmm. know, it's going to take me, you know, a day or two or three days to let me kind of process it, let me connect, and then I can come come to you without any anger or any fear. Mm-hmm. Just be open and honest about it. And to be able to trust one another to do that, that is amazing. Yes. And it does take work, like you said. It, it It's something that I pride myself in God with because it's taken a while. Like I said, I started with five days, and my husband in the first year was like, I feel like I have a false sense of security. You tell me nothing. Well, in the beginning, it was all me. He knew I was upset, (laughs) but in the beginning, God was like, nope, that's you. Nope, I'm not changing that. That's you. Stop. Like, get yourself together. Stop worrying about him. And then finally, as I was able, the first year, he's like, do I do anything wrong? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm always the culprit, so I can't tell you. And he'll just start laughing. But we didn't argue. We didn't argue like cats and dogs our first year at all. And um, God just showed me, like, a lot of people do not, okay, we go to school to be a coach. We go to school to be a teacher. We prep to be, we practice for basketball. What do people do to get ready for marriage? Two weeks, maybe nine weeks of marriage counseling. We don't self-invest to be a wife. We don't try to figure out our faults before we get married. And he was like, this blueprint helps both simultaneously to get to that point. Now, like I said, my husband nine years later is there. And he now gives his friends my blueprint, but a man version. And he's like, you know, my wife is right. Sometimes I'll be mad at her, and then I'll do her pray while I what, you know, and call someone. And because I told him, you need to get a circle. Like, you need one. 
You have to. You have to be able to vent in marriage, and that's one thing that I think married couples don't have enough of because they're scared or they don't have the right person because they don't want it to get back as gossiping. But I also teach or coach people on venting. When you vent, your friends, your mom, your sister should never feel a hatred or an anger coming out of your vent. It should always be just the facts. So when I tell them, okay, they call me, it's like, hey, I need, to I need to talk. I know this is not my coaching session, and I give them one free call. I'll be like, go ahead. And they'll start venting. I'll say, stop. You're talking in anger, and you are talking all about opinion and feelings. I need facts. So I show them how to vent properly to where none of my prayer circles have ever said, oh, my God, your husband is horrible. Oh, my God, I can't believe you did that because I don't vent that way. I'm like, okay, this happened. And this is what he said, am I wrong or am I right to feel this way? There's no extra, there's no this, there's no he hurt my feelings and his tone was, no. Because the word says never speak ill of anyone, especially yourself. That's your, you're protecting him and what we, that's where it goes back to protection. We all know when you speak ill of your spouse to your mom, now they don't like him and now you're still married to him. Now you've got to combat that and you, you did it. So, you know, there's a lot of breaches in the contract that we as women do that I coach, seal that all up. Only call certain people. Don't tell your mom everything, especially if she's not a prayer warrior. You need positive influence in your corner at all times. For the times when you're like, I'm done, I can't do this, they're like, um, no, you're not, and I'm not going to let you. I stood at the altar with you, and I'm standing for you. You're not, let's pray. You're not giving up. You need that because marriage is hard. I never say it's hard work, but it's hard because it's personal. Two individuals coming under one roof, we're two different cultures. I'm Panamanian, grew up in a Latin home, Latin culture, and he's American from Texas. That adds a whole other level to it. Then if you marry two different faiths, that adds a whole other. Or if you marry a Caucasian and African-American, that's a whole other. I mean, and people don't realize that. But all those different facets on t coupled upon your upbringing, which is another thing, it's a prayer session that I do for my clients. It's called the Ministry of Forgiveness and Cleansing of Your Bloodline and Everything, which is more on my spiritual side of coaching um, that I do offer. I coach and pray them through, because a lot of women are like, I just don't understand why my husband is either manipulative or he just doesn't talk. And I always ask them, and they're like, I don't know. So what was his upbringing like? I don't know. Okay, so you need to know the upbringing of your spouse. Why? For a couple of reasons. If his dad spoke a certain way to his mom, guess what? He's going to speak that way to you. If his dad was loving towards his mom, guess what? He's going to be loving towards you. There are those occasions where the dad is the total opposite and the son is like, I'm never going to be like my dad, and they're not. But nine times out of ten, we are the product of our environment. So if and if you're married and all of a sudden these issues bother you, the other question I ask is, did he do this before you said I do? Yeah. Okay, well, then you have no ground. You can't be mad. Why? Because you accepted it. If this was not what you wanted from day one, you expressed that. But 10 years later, you can, you can go back, but it's going to be hard because it's going to be like, but I've been like this for 10 years, so now you're trying to change me when you should have said something in the beginning. So I coach, I mean, an array of things that most people don't think about. When you couple God, expectations, 
womanhood and manhood all together. I mean, there's so many channels that you can coach on, and each one builds upon the same foundation of solid, solid foundation of God is the center because we're going to pray first. God is the one who brought us together, and we are keeping each other together with the threefold cord. With that cord, you have to rely on God. The moment you don't rely on God, the moment as a wife you stop praying, I've noticed in my personal life, um, I have three little ones, seven, five, and three, and when I'm covering, or I should say protecting, because I also coach on how to protect your marriage. That's one thing a lot of people don't do. I have clients that are like, um, you know, my girlfriend invited me out to dinner, but she didn't invite my spouse. Should I go? Absolutely. It depends, but absolutely not. You're a package, and if everybody else's couple, because it was a couple thing, but they didn't invite her spouse. I was like, how would it feel, first flip it, how would you feel if that happened to you? And then secondly, you have to show him he matters. That's protecting your marriage. Most women don't think like that. So when I know that I'm doing my job, my family flows. And when I say flow, when I'm praying proactively over my husband, his eyes, his ears, his mouth, his heart, that my body fully satisfies him. I mean, the prayers of song, like the real prayers, not those, oh, Lord, cover him and keep him. No, no. I get down in the scripture and say, God, my husband is as powerful as Solomon. My husband is as wise as Solomon. My husband is as, um, as a fighter like David, uh, a man after God's own heart like David. He walks with men of integrity, men of counsel. He loves me as Christ loves the church. My breath fully satisfy him. And people look at me like, oh, I never thought. That's how you protect your marriage and pray over him. Then I take my kids and I find whoever in the scripture, my daughter for Esther and Ruth and my son. And when I don't do that, and I'm not going to say I do that 24-7 because we all have a life. But when I don't do that, the enemy comes in and attacks. And I always say what you don't protect, the enemy has the legal right to attack. So if I'm concentrating on my business one week and I kind of forget to pray for my eldest, oh, you best believe he's going to be acting out in school that week because the enemy waited for me to get off my post. And when I coach on that, a lot of them was like, I've never been on my post. I don't even know what a post is. I don't even know what a wall is. So. And that is um, – and I'm, I'm not married. I'm not single. So listening <laughs> is very <laughs> – um, and it's something that listening to you as someone you know, that that is a single person, you're like you're making me think. Okay, you do really need a coach. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. About getting married, and you think about all the wonderful things and mm-hmm. you know, about that work. You know, okay, the cup. I have to cover him and the children and me and the, yeah. You know, you're just thinking that we're going to be happy and healthy mm-hmm. and full of bliss. And like you said, there are those days when your life is going to be the complete opposite of that. But you have to take, I'm listening to you, and you, you have to take um, accountability. And you yeah. have to, you know, come up with your strategy, which is, you know, you have your blueprint, but you have to really say, okay, I'm going to, come up with a strategy and I'm going to challenge myself on it and my challenging myself 
you know, that will empower me and uh, and inspire me. And, you know, your children see that. They pick that up, like you were saying. And your spouse or your partner or whoever is also going to pick that mm-hmm. up. And you always hear people say, oh, marriage is so much work, marriage is so much work. But what I hear you saying is, yeah, it's going to take work, but you have to be on one accord and you have to have God at the center and able to do that. And you really do have to talk about it. Yes, yes, you do. You do. And I always liken it to when we go to college, your freshman year, you're taking general classes because most of us have no idea what we want to do. By your sophomore year, you're now into some of your um, prerequisites. And then your junior year and your senior year, you're into your core full-blown done. But you have a map. You have Courses that you look at that if I take this, then this will happen, then this one, then I can take that one. When we get married, there is no blueprint, per se, for the marriage. But there's no map either. So create one. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Not just house and cars and budgets and all that, but what do you want your marriage to say to people that doesn't say it? So for me, I said, I want my marriage to speak love. So my prayer was, and this, I also coach people on how to pray in other areas of their marriage, like I pray, God, I want my marriage to be a honeymoon phase forever because people always say that the first year is a honeymoon and after that, basically, it goes to the to crap. So I prayed against that. I said, no, if that's the case, I want my love to, my marriage to exude love. I want people to see love. That's what I want my marriage to stand for. And when I ask my clients, what do you want your marriage to stand for, they don't know because no one thinks in those terms. Because if you know what you want it to stand for, guess what? All the days of your life, every time you wake up, you see that and you go towards that. So if you want it to be testimony, then you'll make it a testimony. If you want it to be friendship, you'll make it a friendship. I want mine to be love. And God showed me through a couple of people, they'll see my pictures and on Instagram they'll be like, oh, my God, you're so surrounded by love. You're, you and your husband look like you're so in love. My girlfriends that I haven't talked to, they'll be like, oh, my God, you see love through the pictures. You can't even face that. He, he's given me back my prayer from nine years ago, first year, because I asked for it. And that's what I coach people. I basically coach them on how to map out your marriage like you would map out anything else in your life. And that is, and I'm going to have you have the last word on that, that is that is eye-opening. You have to have that map and that blueprint. And I'm listening to you too, and I'm like, you know, a lot of people just say, well, my pastor is going to, you know, help me through this period. But your pastor is not your pastor can can counsel you and yes you know help you with your marriage but there's just not there's just no one that can do it for you agree yeah like, yeah i'm like okay so you need a coach you need your <laughs> pastor you need your family you need your friends and mm-hmm. uh, you need that village that that village exactly <laughs> that village you need a village. You do. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want you to hold on for a second, but thank you so much for sharing your gift, your passion. I'm. It's been so eye-opening uh, because, like you said, really, if you're not in that, then you really just don't know, and you always hear 
couple saying, okay, don't let what's going on here, you know, don't let it come out of this house. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else needs to know what's going on because people do pass judgment. And then you're looking at the other spouse and you're going, mm-hmm, she said mm-hmm. she did, or he said mm-hmm. she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yep. you have to cover and protect and protect that um, and just be open and honest with those around you and people that you trust. That that really is that circle of trust. It is. It is. They will hold you accountable when you don't. Like, I think one time I called one of my friends, and I was just like, and not even with marriage, but just in, like, my walk on the spiritual side. She's my spiritual um, accountability partner. I was like, honey, I'm feeling like throwing the white flag. She goes, who said there was a white flag to throw? And I just got quiet, and I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> But that's what you need, you know. You need that person that's like, I'm not going to let you give up. I don't care how hard it is. It's a test. It's the adversary. It's a distraction. You'll get through this with the right perspective. Absolutely. Keep going. Absolutely. And now, Coach BB, give everyone uh, your information so that people can contact you and you know sign up for classes and coaching and talking and Yes, 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 yes. So you can find me on, I'm on Instagram at um, Coach BB Brown. Um, you can download my app, my new app, and it is on Google Play and iTunes, and it's free. So download it, and everything is on there from I have challenges every month where I count right now, the, the what month is this, March, we're doing a repentance challenge. So every day I'm posting on what to repent for in your marriage as a single person and as a person of God, a child of God. So you're getting three different depending on, well, two different depending on you're going to get the child of God and then you're going to get the married or the single. There's also a way to book me on there. There's also my videos on my app. I have journals. Um, journal entries. It's it's very interactive. If you post something, I will respond within 24 hours. It's definitely a close encounter with me. I mean, it's it's a way to get questions answered, and I push you through the challenges to just help change you. Um, I also have all of my books on there that I definitely push and and highly recommend reading for self help, preparing or already married. Um, my email is info at bbbrown.com, and you can also find me on Twitter at Coach BB, and I'm on Facebook at Coach BB. You can also find my website is coachbbbrown.com. So any of those avenues, you can find me. Um, coaching sessions are available um, on the scheduler. You can see the dates that are available. I do have group rates. And I do have individual rates, so if you want to bring some friends along with you that can help you, um, just know that I am a ex-athlete, and I believe what a coach is, because I know what my coach did for me. I'm going to do the same for you. I, how can I say this? When you come to me, be ready not to be able to quit. I'm not going to let you quit, because that is my purpose in your life. If you seek me out, I am going to push you to the brink of your greatness, basically. And so it's that when the uh, when you are ready, you know, when you are ready, the teacher appears. Or exactly. Right, <laughs> when you are ready, the teacher appears, and and you can start to move forward. And I know, listening to you with power and conviction, I know 
that you are on it and holding some folks accountable. And and it's it's refreshing because you say, I'm not going to let you quit because mm-hmm. it's so easy. It's so easy to do. Yes. So hold on a second. Thank you so much for being on the call tonight. I want to thank uh, all of our guests that have tuned in this evening. Talk Shoe is live and recorded. And later on tonight, I will definitely post it on social media. Get in contact with Coach BB or with uh, Evelyn Grisham. Had two fabulous uh, guests this evening. And for Talk Shoe, share it at with your with your folks at uh, talkshoe.com slash tc slash 115759. Everyone has a fabulous week, and I'll be with you uh, next Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for another episode of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. Thank you, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.